Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day, especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth they might do an hour about the D League. So in depth you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and J King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah blah. No more Geno time. We watching Jay do the Zaza. Everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast with the Rain and Jays. Today it's me, your boy Jay King from MassLive.com, here with Sam Jam Packard, the great Yerp. Yerp. <laughs> Marcus Morris has rejoined or joined, I should say, the Celtics after getting off on his aggravated assault charges. Not guilty for him and his brother, Markeith, who wants to rekindle the Celtics-Wizards beef. You know, we're going to start with that, and then we're going to get to the mailbag questions. But let's start with the possibilities for the Celtics-Wizards beef. When all the trades happen, in the back of my mind, I already started missing the Celtics-Wizards beef. That, That was one of the most randomly fun stories that I've ever covered, like... Every single game between those two was just something petty, something stupid, something totally dramatic and entertaining, and I kind of loved it. But after all the trades, it was like, it's not going to happen until today we got Markeith Morris saying he's going to kick Al Horford's ass. Is there any hope of Celtics-Wizards beef becoming a thing again? I mean, with statements like that, I would I would hope so. I mean, there has to be a little bit. And I feel like we, it's our job as members of the media to try and inflame <laughs> this beef and just try to make it uh, something legit. But you're right. Kelly Olenek is gone, so there's no Kelly Oubre there. Jay Crowder's gone. He was a big uh, – he was part of that infamous boop on John Wall's nose. Um, Brandon Jennings is gone. Him and Tito Rozier had up some beef. So there wasn't a lot – and but so the last remaining uh, conflict was between Markeith Morris and Al Horford, and it's very interesting now that Marcus Morris is on the Celtics. And I believe he said today there was a quote from him at practice that said he was going to be the bully if one of his teammates gets knocked around or knocked down. He's going to like have to step up and defend him. So in the dream scenario, Markeith <laughs> takes a swing or something at Al Horford, and Marcus steps up to defend him. And then we just have a battle of twins uh, in the middle of the floor, um, which would be the best thing to ever happen on the basketball court. And on a completely side note, I think it's 
it's funny and then I think ultimately sad that uh, on the the day after both Markeith Morris and Marcus Morris get off from uh, not guilty from their aggravated assault charge, they both talk about how they're going to be very, very physical uh, while playing basketball and start and kicking people's asses. It's like as character uh, witnesses for themselves, they were not great. They're not guilty, Sam. Okay, <laughs> those charges. I'm not saying I'm not saying they are guilty. I'm those, just saying those charges are gone. The Morris brothers are gonna Morris brother. All right. I, I don't think that's any, the argument the prosecutor tried to make. I don't. I don't think anyone <laughs> expected the Morris brothers to come in and all of a sudden be like pacifists after they got off their trial. Basketball pacifists. Like those two dudes are some rugged mofo's, and. That's just how it is. So <laughs> they're not going to change just because they went to court for a couple weeks. They're they've still got the edge to them. They're still the Morris brothers, and and I have a little glimmer of hope that maybe the Celtics Wizards beef can become a thing again. Although I don't think Kyrie will play into it like Isaiah did. I'm positive Gordon Hayward won't play into it as much as Jay Crowder did. It's it's going to take like somebody stepping up. Aaron Baines might do it, man. Aaron Baines. It's got to be a. It's got to be Baines and Marcus Morris go like on the front lines because no one else is crazy enough to try and start something right now. And then Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart. He he's been involved heavily in Celtics Wizards beef in the past. So this this could it could get rekindled. It'll be a very different feel because a lot of the faces have changed. But I'm all in for Celtics Wizards beef part two. Give it all to me. Give it all to me. Marcus Morris, by the way, practiced for the first time with the Celtics today. He did some drills with the youngsters and then went through a hard practice. He doesn't sound at all worried about picking up the Celtics system. He's like, yeah, Brad's system is pretty easy. Motion offense. I could figure this out very easily. It won't take me long. Uh, What he did say, though, is conditioning-wise, he's not there yet. So... That's good that he has a couple more weeks before opening night. Three more, three preseason games. He plans to play at least a little bit in the preseason game tomorrow, Friday, against Philadelphia. So I'm looking forward to see what Marcus Morris brings to the team. I, I think he is going to end up the starting power forward most nights. So, and, and he's good, man. He, he, he can do a lot of things inside, outside, on both ends of the court. Marcus Morris, getting him back was a big deal. Having them be not guilty was a big deal, both for basketball and for the beef. Now, actually, before we get to the questions, before we get to the questions, I have I have a statement to make. <laughs> I was not drunk last night. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't drunk. I had gone to bar trivia. I'd had literally two beers. And and that was it. I got a text from my father today asking me if I was drunk during the podcast. Like, uh, no, no, I was not drunk during the podcast, Dad. I, <laughs> I was walking home from bar trivia where I behaved like an adult. And I was podcasting like an adult. So shout out to the people who thought I was drunk. Shout out to... That's not to say that the podcast is like a, a sober zone. Because there's been many, like... Uh, some games where, 
you know what? Sometimes it's a little nerve wracking. Sometimes you you have a couple of beers and you need to you need to drink during the games. I'm not saying that the podcast is a, a drink free zone, but to all those people out there, Jay King was sober as a bird last night, and I can say that um, because he just told me that. I don't know for a fact, but I believe him. <laughs> so yeah, I I just wanted to to put that out there for my father who listens to the podcast apparently. And and to the people, I had a lot of a lot of people tweeting at me, thinking thinking I was super inebriated. I wasn't that bad. I wasn't that bad. <laughs> Jesus, people. All right, let's get to the questions. We're already like deep in rain and junk. I feel like let's get to the questions, Sam. You, you've got some of these questions for us. Hashtag rain and jays. Hashtag rain and junk. For anyone who wants to ask us a question in the future, we're gonna start off before. Eh, I guess it is one of the questions. We're gonna start off with. Our inter-squad scrimmage draft, which is something we started last year. Uh, we did it once last season. I think it was me and John. He's going to be devastated that he's not in on this podcast. Um, so what we do is I pick a player, Sam picks a player. I pick a player, Sam picks a player. Hold I guess, on, hold I guess, on. I guess we'll snake it. We'll snake it. We got to do a snake draft because there's a big three. So whoever goes first has a is an advantage if we don't do a snake draft. So I feel like so whoever goes second has snake. the advantage now. But well, well, no, well that first pick okay. is, is you, mighty important. I'll let you pick your pick. You want to go first or second? Ooh, I want to go second because <laughs> obviously. All right, I'm I'm taking I'm taking Kyrie, man. G- give me Kyrie. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously going to take Hayward than Horford, but explain to me why you took Kyrie first. I think I would have taken Hayward first if I was the first pick. So I, I, th- I, th- I thought about that. That was certainly an option. He might be the most valuable player on the Celtics, the best all-around player on the Celtics. I just think in an inter-squad scrimmage, which, you know, God knows what that would look like, I just think having the guy who's the most talented scorer by far is very helpful. Kyrie Irving can just get buckets. He can go get a bucket, and it won't matter who else is on my team. <laughs> there are going to be games in these inter-squad scrimmages that Kyrie Irving is going to win for me. So I'm pick, I'm picking Kyrie. It was close. Gordon Hayward, sorry, man. Almost got you, but he went to Sam's squad instead. I mean, I got the two nicest guys on the team. Uh, it's some great passers right now. I, I'm feeling good about myself, but you got the next two picks, so you tell me who you're going with. I know. This is where it gets tough because I feel like going second is a huge, huge advantage in this because not only are you going to get two of the the th- three stars, but then like the next four guys, there's not much difference in them, so you're going to get two of them. And I'm going to get to them. I'm hearing a lot of excuses right now and not a lot of draft picks. Okay. Um, (laughs) This is where it gets tough, though. I got to go with... Give me the the two Marcuses, man. Smart and Morris. We got to get some defenders around Kyrie. Uh, that's a good pick. I was wondering if you were going to go bigs, just because bigs are such a like a there's such a dearth of bigs on the roster that you had to pick someone else. I was going to snatch someone else, everyone else up. Um, all right, I have two picks. I'm going to have to go with Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. and uh, here's the tough question: is uh, right now I have Horford 
Hayward and Brown. I'm going to go with Tito Rozier, one, because Ooh. I like the nickname Tito, but I feel like I also need a point guard, and there's not any more point guards really left. Maybe you wouldn't have drafted Tito at all, but I feel like I need someone to be as my kind of primary ball handler. So I'm going to go Rozier. You know what? If, if you hadn't picked Rozier, I was going to think about taking Rozier just so that you'd have Shane Larkin Didn't as your primary him. ball handler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there we it, go. This is, this is draft strategy. This is perfect. Although, if I were you, I would have gone with Jason Tatum. And I would have had such a, such a versatile lineup with Hayward, Horford, Brown, Tatum. Sheesh. You screwed that one up, man. So all right, we'll see. We'll see. What are your What are your next two picks? I'm taking Tatum. Yeah, that seemed obvious. I'm taking Tatum, and give me the Aussie, man. Give me Baines. So right now, your starting lineup is Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Marcus Morris, and Aaron Baines. I have no shooting whatsoever. When when you said that out loud to me. <laughs> I just realized, like, Kyrie better score a lot of freaking points, man. Well, that's the thing about this Celtics team is that they're not – there's not a lot of just knockdown shooters beyond kind of the top three. So, if you split, especially if you split the team up, then um, it's not going to be great. Yeah, I love my defense, uh, though. Love my defense. Love it. Love it. Or are you going to just turn into, like, last year's Thunder? Kyrie's going to be my Russell Westbrook, and then everyone else is just going to D up, make some plays here Bain, and there. Baines is your Steven Adams. Yeah. He's Marcus even got Smart's the accent. Oladipo. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. All right, let, uh, let's see. Round, I got two picks here. Round out the roster. I got Tito, Jalen, Horford, and Hayward. I feel like I want a big, but there's no real big out there, except for my main man from Germany. Ooh. Um, uh, I want a big, it's between Tice and Yabu, uh, but I, just for Tice's shooting ability, I like the, I'm going to go with Tice to round out the starting lineup. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Tice the and starter. I got one more pick. One more pick. Uh, it's a difficult question because this is where the Celtics roster has got a lot of young guys with potential, but... Not a lot of guys who establish themselves as doing anything, um, really doing anything at all in the league. Um, this is a tough one for me. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Yabu. I can't. I just he's a large man. There's no going down. I can't see any reason to take anyone else over Yabu at this point in the game. It feels like there's nothing that separates the kind of the bottom third of the of the roster. Um, and maybe there's something obvious that I'm not really thinking about right now, but it feels like Yabu makes the most sense here. Give me Ojale and Larkin. Give them both to me. Give them both to me. And I'm sorry, Abdul Nader, but you're officially the last pick, bro. Ojale, Larkin. We're not, we're not, whoa, you don't know that. I mean, there, I might, uh, uh, there's only 14 players we're, we're only doing the guaranteed contracts guy guys unless you unless you want to throw like little kadeem allen jabari bird curveball i'm a i'm a huge jabari bird guy i'm a big jabari bird uh supporter i think the man can shoot um but since we're each only drafting seven players uh you're right i'm gonna have to go with uh gonna go with abdul nader on this one just because it's a little bit more dynamic a little bit more of a nba ready he's a d-league rookie of the year um 
So here are the two squads for the J. King squadron. Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, Jason Tatum, Aaron Baines, Semi Ojale, and Shane Larkin. And my squad, which I think is clearly better, uh, Gordon Hayward, <laughs> Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Tita Rozier, Daniel Tice, Yabusele, and Abdul Nader. I, I think you screwed up not taking Tatum, man. That that was if if you had Tatum, your your roster would be like far and away better, I think. But I think my squad has a chance. We got some we got some bruisers, man. My defense is going to lock up, lock up. Yeah, but you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to score any points once I put the uh, the not, shutdown defender Jalen Brown on uh on Kyrie Irving. That's what Ojale is for, man. Bring him off the bench, get a little spacing. All of a sudden, Kyrie's cooking. All of a sudden. Skinny Marcus is driving for dunks. We we got it all, man. By the way, that was a yep. that was a pretty impressive dunk Skinny Marcus had past Jason Tatum today at practice. He, all he does now that he's slim is just uh is dunk. It's, if he want, if he pulls that off in a game, it it's uh, it'll be mighty impressive. A couple people tweeted at me like, "Oh yeah, well he's always been able to jump off two feet." When's the last time no. you saw Marcus Smart drive past someone, jump off two feet and slam it home? Never. Never. He's had, like, tip dunks and stuff like that. He's had, like, fast break dunks. I don't think I've ever seen him literally just drive by someone and slam it. So, it's a new, well, here's a question. It's a new Marcus Smart. Uh, well, here's a question that I was just wondering, and uh, I used the hashtag Raining Jays because I wanted us to answer tonight. Uh, for this season alone, so not talking about the future because Marcus Smart's contract is going to be a situ- like uh, is up at this year, and who knows if he resigns. But who do you think is a more important player for the Celtics this year, Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart. I think he can do more things. I think he's better. I think he's better defensively. I think he's a better playmaker. And I think like it's not like Jalen Brown's like this awesome shooter either. So I think Marcus Smart is, in my eyes, unless Jalen Brown has really, really improved, Smart's clearly better. I think Smart is better, but I think the 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 potential and like the growth of like potentially what Jalen Brown can provide is enormously important for the Celtics team. You hear like Brad Stevens has brought it up like seventeen times already about how he expects Jalen Brown to like or needs Jalen Brown to really step up on the defensive end, and they're really going to need Jalen Brown to play defense to kind of against the elite guards. In this league, and that's something that um, is Marcus Smart is also going to have to do. Uh, I think Jalen Brown, because of his versatility to be able to basically play two through four, will be very important. But and I think he, if he can just shoot consistently from the corners, especially corner threes, I think he'll be very important. But I don't think it's like it's obviously Marcus Smart. I think if you pointed a gun at my head, I think that'd be a, a one, unreasonable because it's just a basketball discussion. <laughs> but uh, if you, if I had to make a decision, I think it's slightly Marcus. But I do think Jalen Brown will be very important. And it's like he needs to take a, a significant leap this year for the Celtics to, I think, contend for a title. I think this, the, of course, the three stars are going to put them in that conversation. But I think just Jalen Brown's ability to be a super athlete and uh, kind of guard multiple positions and be that versatile and be someone who you can see just locking down uh, one of the better guards in the league on the outside. Because um, I just think he's so much faster and so much more athletic than Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart 
Um, did you see new- that two-handed dunk? If you, how many times did you see Jalen Brown dunk in the preseason game? If we're going to compare athleticism, Jalen Brown wins ten uh, out of ten times. So obvi- I don't know if Marcus obviously. Smart's quick enough. Like, I think Marcus Smart says like has better intangibles as a defender, but in terms of just like athleticism and quickness, Jalen Brown's is, is light years ahead. So I think there, if Jalen Brown can kind of get to the level of just like ability to defend. Um, kind of the elite guards in this league, it'll be a huge thing for the Celtics, and I think it will make them that much better. Whereas you know what you have in Marcus Smart, but I still think like the quicker guards, like a John Wall or Bradley Beal, um, he's not going to be able to stop them, where I feel like Jalen Brown with his length and his size um, could be more of a, do- a dominant force on defense. Uh, that's this year? Like, you think Jalen Brown this year could be a better defender than Marcus Smart? I think by the end of the year, I think he could just because that's, his, that's, his size alone. Maybe you're the drunk one, man. Well, maybe I am. <laughs> uh, I mean, Marcus is always going to bring the intensity, but in just in terms of just raw athletic ability, quickness, um, and length, I think Jalen Brown has more like just what you want in terms of uh, like intangibles that way. But Marcus Smart's clearly like a a better defender now has better con- like better defensive knowledge of defensive concepts and it will fight for every single inch but i just think if you if i was going up against those two guys i would rather go up against Marcus Smart just cuz of the uh yeah, the size you, too. you'd have a lot of luck against him i'm sure i mean i'd have a lot of luck probably against both of them but i feel like Jalen Brown's is so athletic that he'd be able to like gobble me up like anything i do Marcus Smart maybe Oh, uh, no. I have no chance against either of them. I don't know. I just – the size component of Jalen Brown, I feel like he has higher of a higher defensive um, ceiling than Marcus Smart does. All right. Let's, let's get to the questions, man. Let's get to the questions. We're going to start with a shout-out to ZSmith underscore 92, whose question – Hi, you've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate, and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus, during Old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store-wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did, so don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks, stylish dresses from 15 bucks, and comfy tees for the family from just 6 bucks. right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We're cheering for Old Navy. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 10 to 10 10 select styles only. Was how drunk was young J. King last night? <laughs> I've already addressed that, but just wanted to shout him out for for asking that question. Um, Mooby do hashtag Rain and Jays. How dangerous is chemistry and a potentially slow potential potentiality <laughs> slow start for Boston? Is what Mooby do said. We're gonna assume Mooby do meant potentially slow start for Boston. Um, I, I okay. I, I think it's a concern. I think chemistry is a concern. I think with the amount of new faces they have, with Kyrie Irving, who has to really overhaul his playing style to maximize this team, uh, with all the young guys, there's certainly a a concern that their chemistry won't be perfect. And the young guys especially, including Irving, (laughs) Irving, will take time to grow together. But I also think a lot of the things that we talked about when the Celtics first signed Hayward still are true, which is he fits great with Horford. 
he fits great theoretically with Kyrie Irving. Like these guys, they're Horford and Hayward are like the two best complimentary all stars who can just fit with anybody. And I think they should make things easier for everybody else. And I, I don't, I don't know how how much of an issue chemistry will be. I don't know how slow to develop it will be, but I do know, like from a skills level standpoint, uh, those three stars are are theoretically really, really good together. I don't think chemistry will be the issue because I just don't feel like the there's like a dominant personality or like a like a diva style personality on this roster is going to like tank chemistry and make people like not want to play with them. I just like everyone talks about how Kyrie like likes to go one-on-one and likes to be, I guess, selfish in that regard. But you know what? He's also really fucking good at like attacking people one-on-one and he's like learned to play with LeBron James for the past three years. I just don't think him like he's going to be a someone who's going to like make it all about himself I don't see the chemistry being an issue. I can see them potentially getting off to a slower start than they'd like just because they're trying to learn how to play together. But I think you're right. The talent, especially of the top three dudes, will win out. And, I mean, they have, like, a that weird schedule to start where they start on a back-to-back. And I haven't looked at it recently, but for some reason in my mind, I feel like they have an early, a, a tougher schedule to start. But they play in the Eastern Conference, which features teams like the Bulls, the Hawks, the New York Knickerbockers, the Magic, just a bunch of the Magic, the Charlotte Hornets, who we saw the other night just lost Nick Batum for six to eight weeks. A lot of teams that are not very good. So I feel like the Celtics have the potential and the capability to win some games even when they don't play at their best. So maybe they're not going to click on all cylinders at start, but I don't necessarily think it's going to affect them that much in the the win loss column. All right, next question, Uncle Drew. At NE underscore sports underscore only, who do you see playing more at the four, Morris or Horford? Morris. Morris will play more at the four. I think he's your starting four. I think he'll spend almost all of his time at the four. Yeah, Morris Morris can't play the three or the five, so he's going to exclusively play the four. He was a three last year in Detroit. Not that... That Pistons but they, team was the Celtics something. have like 17 uh, small forwards right now, this, so I just don't see Horford play. I mean, Morris playing the three. Very true. So I, I think Horford will start at five. I think Horford will play some four alongside Baines, but I would say Al Horford is primarily a center this year, and the Celtics will go to a lot of skill and sometimes throw in Baines to just knock mofos around. So there you go. Uh, I mean, you said it. You said it beautifully. I, I have nothing to add. <laughs> you, you actually sent in your question to the podcast. I just happened to use the hashtag that uh, of our podcast. Was that like um, your Kevin Durant burner Twitter moment? I was thinking there's a point there when we didn't have a lot of questions. I was going to make up a bunch of burner accounts and send in questions. Yeah, you. But you know what? I'm transparent. So you saw at Jam Packer <laughs> with my handsome face right there. So it's all right. Beautiful face, beautiful face. All right, we got now. I guess to the rain of junk. Quickly, oh, to- I got one more. Ooh, one I got more. one more from um, uh, Paul Murray at PC Murray fifty seven. Which of the new youngins makes the biggest contribution this year? And he lists Nader, Ojale, Yabusele, Tice, and he he puts Kadeem Allen and Jabari Bird on there as well. So which do I think of? Basically, the guys on the on the roster kind of 8 through 15 do you think has the biggest impact 
I think Tice, and I say that not just because I'm blinded by his preseason debut brilliance, uh, but because I also watched a lot of the Eurobasket when he was playing with Germany, and he just plays a role. He dives to the hoop. He catches alley-oops. He can defend fours. He can defend fives. He blocks some shots. He brings energy. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's a polished veteran who's played professionally for like eight or nine years-ish now. So Daniel Tice, to me, is the favorite to have a bigger role out of all those guys. Maybe Ojale, uh, if if they need more spacing. And I think he's clearly a better shooter than either Yabuselli or Tice at this point. Uh, I, I don't expect a lot of things from Yabuselli. I, I I don't anticipate a lot of minutes for that guy. Maybe I'm wrong. He, he was the first big off the bench the other night, but I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I feel like Yabuselli's game is just still a bit unrefined. Uh, he was just like running into dudes with his giant frame. <laughs> but that, um, that video of him running was totally mesmerizing. <laughs> like just, just charging. It was, it was like amazing. an obese gazelle. But he's not even fat. He's just chiseled. He's just huge, man. He's he's in great shape. He's just huge. But watching him run, I could watch him run for days. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on Tice. Tice is nice. I'm all about Tice. Just is like how smoothly he hit um, that three in the preseason game from the top of the key. When you have a five like that who can space the floor, um, especially with their five out offense, I think Tice is a. And the, with the Celtics' lack of size, it feels like he's there's a role for him to step into that's already there and just like ready. Um, but my wild card pick, uh, a bit of a sleeper. I think Abdul Nader has. Some potential to to make an impact. I think he's he's not going to be a star, but I think he can just play a role. He is a decent shooter. He can um, dribble past people closing out on him. If he just need, like locks in more on the de- on the defensive end and is not such a liability on defense, I think he could actually have a. I'm not always going to say a significant impact, but the word significant felt like too much. But he could not be terrible. He could get some minutes. <laughs> It just feels like glowing oh, praise for Abdul Nader. He, it just feels like Ojale and Yabusele are a little, like a bit too young, but Nader is uh, is a little more seasoned, and so his ability to step in right now is something I'm more confident in than Ojale or Yabu. Okay, okay, they're all rookies. They're all rookies. I think Ojale might be older than Nader. Ah, Nader was in he was in college a long time too, so maybe not. But they're they're both oldish rookies. Um, but. Let's get to the next question. Untucked Kyrie at Dijon underscore Rondo. What do you think is a reasonable contract for Marcus Smart, say, if he shoots less than 30%, 30 to 34%, or 35-plus percent from three? Um, I think Marcus Smart's next contract is going to be really interesting because the Celtics, obviously, they're going to be – once they sign him to an extension or whether they retain him next year, they're going to be a tax team and they're going to pay a lot of money. And there are some teams out there. I've, I've had people say this to me that they think Marcus smart is one of those guys teams could look at as a restricted free agent. If he hits restricted free agency and doesn't sign an extension 
that they could look at as a player either A, they could steal away with a big contract offer because of how much it will put the Celtics into the tax, or B, they can kind of screw the Celtics by making them pay a lot for Marcus Smart. <laughs> and and yeah, that's, that's possible. I think the other part of it is there aren't a lot of teams that need point guards and have cap space. This isn't two years ago when everybody had cap space. So I, I, it's it's tough to tell what the market will be like for restricted free agents. I think Smart will be due like fifteen million a year, something like that. That feels uh, kind more? of right on the money. I feel more? it feels like it starts with well, T.J. Warren just got four years, sixty mil. Did he get fifty mil or sixty mil? I believe it was fifty. So at twelve and a half, it feels like that's exactly where you would start. And Marcus Smart is better than TJ Warren, uh, I would think. I mean, TJ Warren may be a bit more dynamic, but Marcus Smart's definitely shown he can do a lot more in this league than TJ Warren. But you're right, there's not a lot of teams with cap space. And considering the point guard depth uh, in this league, and I know Marcus Smart's really not—you can't like put him in a position. He's like he could play point guard, but he's also a, a forward, so. Uh, I don't know, but it feels like that fifteen million dollar like mark it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't really know. I mean, if he shoots over thirty five percent from three this year, as the question asked, then of course he's going to get that money. That but I just things, don't see yeah. that happening. I just don't like. We've all seen Marcus Smart shoot, and I just don't see him shooting that much or shooting that well. Skinny Marcus. No, it's hard to say. Slim Marcus. His name's Slim. That's what I've decided. Skinny Marcus. Um, cool. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know. I'll, let's say I'm going to say four years, fifteen million dollars is like kind of the baseline. And if he does, if he shoots that well, it will go up. And if he continues to shoot kind of poorly before thirty, below thirty percent, it will go down from there. Yeah, that it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Smart. Let's get to the rain and junk. You've got the rain and junk jam. All right, this is at. Um, Carbonite Kid, Josh Bottoms, one of our friends from uh, Down Under. What was Tommy even doing in the showers in the first place? That's a great question. I was wondering that myself. At Why was Tommy Heinsohn in the Celtic showers? Does he just shower in there? I'm like you've been in the locker room before. I've never seen him coming in and out of the showers. I don't. I don't. He's always been fully clothed. Anytime I've seen Tommy Heinsohn at the Boston Garden. Yeah, that's 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 a great question. I I don't know what Tommy Heinsohn was doing in the Celtic showers, man. No clue. He might have just uh, been he might have just been saying that. Who knows? Related question from at um or just from Matt Ornsby. How many Tommy points did Heinsohn award to Baines after seeing him in the shower? All the Tommy points. I'm gonna say the at least uh at least ten enough to shout him out. <laughs> What do you think is going through Tommy's like Tommy's brain when he becomes like a slightly viral after the game? Dude? Like, how do you think he reacted to that? I mean, I'm sure he just laughed. He... Tommy Heinsohn, you're right. He loves a good dick joke. He's he <laughs> come up in an age where a good dick joke could go a long way. So I'm sure you're absolutely right. Yep. Sometimes you just gotta gotta let him fly. Uh, all right, this is from Brian Murphy. Name three Celtics players slash staff that you'd want to have over for dinner and why. Ooh. Um, that's a good question. Do, do you have any right off the top of your head? 
Right off the top of my head, uh, Brad Stevens, because I've been trying, dying to talk to that guy for three years now. So if he's at dinner with me, he has to at least respond to questions I ask him. <laughs> All right, Brad Stevens. Uh, um, I have another one, Jalen Brown. I heard yeah. you and um, John talking about kind of who he's become as a person, how like kind of a, a genuine guy, an interesting guy, and someone who really thinks things through. So. That's a guy you want at a dinner party, a guy who has an opinion on a lot of different things and can talk about pretty much anything. So Stevens and Jalen Brown are like definitely uh, the top two seeds. But the third one, I don't know, let me think on it while you, you pick yours. Walter McCarty, because he'll just, he'll just sing songs and then reminisce about the Paul Pierce days. Boom. That's a good one. And he's, he's just a good guy in general. He seems like a fun time. Yeah, that, that could be the one. Any other guys, like any other players immediately jump out at you? It's hard because we don't really know the Celtics, this Celtics roster as much as, because uh, they're I, just, I everyone's would, new. I would love to have dinner with a Morris brother. I'm not going to lie. There, you, well, Walter McCarty and Marcus Morris. Do you think you would have to bring Markeith along just as like a two-for-one deal? <laughs> one time, one time in first grade, I invited one twin to a birthday party and not the other twin, and it did not go over well with uh, those twins' mom. She was not pleased with me. <laughs> Your parents allowed you to do that, man? I don't think they knew. I don't think they were aware that, uh, like, Stevie and Mike were brothers, and I only invited Stevie, but, like, I don't know. It was, it was It's real messed up in retrospect, but it's something I did. Young Jam Packer just just really, really screwing with those twins. That That's messed up, man. That poor twin. Actually, it was a lucky twenty. You didn't have to go to your damn birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> so, who are your final three? I, I'm, I gotta throw, <laughs> I gotta throw Morris brother in there. I'm sorry, Walter, Brad, Jalen, Marcus Morris, man. I, you can't say no to a Morris brother at din- at the dinner table. I'm going Brad, Jalen, and then Kyrie, and then I'm just like throwing out a bunch of real controversial statements about science and like free will. Um, in the middle of it, and then just giving Brad side eye when like um, Kyrie and Jalen say some ridiculous shit. You know, they say have over for dinner too, so I might not want Brad Stevens over. I feel like he would judge my. Oh, he would definitely apartment. judge you for the way you live. Yeah, he'd be like, "What in the world? How is Jay King living?" So uh, no wonder he shows up to the facility every day in just like <laughs> a, an unwashed hoodie. <laughs> they are washed hoodies, man. Washed hoodies. But yeah, I might have to go with Kyrie instead of Brad. That, that's a tough one. That's that's a that's a tough one. A lot of lot of options there. Let, let's move on to the next question. All right. Um, this is from Jay O'Connor. How long would any member of the reigning Jays last in an octagon with Mook Morris? Dude is a savage. So I want you to. I'm going to adjust this question. Out of the three of us, who do you think would last the longest in the octagon uh, against Marcus Morris? Uh, I mean, the obvious answer would be myself. Uh, oh, I, mean, I knew you were going to say that. The <laughs> obvious answer is John Corrales because he's like six foot six. Yeah, but John, I feel like John, and he's Greek. He's from the streets of Rhode Island. What are you? Oh, yeah, bullshit, Jake King. I mean, there, there's only one toughest podcaster, and and that's your boy, Jake King. But no, no. In all honesty. We'd all have some trouble in the octagon against Marcus Morris. I think 
I think you might you might have you got you're in the best shape. And I don't think that really helps against Marcus Morris. I'm the shortest out of the three. I'm the smallest out of the three. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to tire him out by running around the ring. It's an octagon. There's no, there's, there's I can't go anywhere. Yeah, I think we're going to have to go with my toughness in this scenario. It's just, just. I, I think Marcus <laughs> Morris could defeat the three of us, even if we had weapons. Yeah, I, I okay, all three of us versus Marcus Morris, who wins? I think Marcus Morris I think does. Be, I, think, I think that fight goes at least three rounds. No, hell no. He, he'd hit us each like one time and we'd be done. It'd be over. Allegedly, though. Allegedly, though. Marcus Morris would never hit a, anyone. Yeah, unless you mess with his teammates. <laughs> unless his brother starts trying to kick Al Horford's ass, then he has to step in. Yep. All right. This is the final question um, from Ati Shepard. Oh, we got, about we got one more after this. Ooh, okay, you let me know. But what, is, what about the mystery machine? Is that still a thing? And my first reaction is, um, the mystery machine was great. I love the mystery machine. But it's a new year, a new team. I feel like we got to get a new segment. The mystery machine uh, was, a, was a product of last year. But that's just my initial thoughts. If Ooh. you're tied to the mystery machine, let me know. Yeah, let, let us know your thoughts on the mystery machine. Should we bring it back? Jalen Brown is back. So we could potentially bring it back. It, he is one of the sole returners, but yeah. But I think we could do something else. There's other ways we could arbitrarily rank Celtics players. It doesn't just have to be <laughs> riding in a mystery machine. <laughs> so, uh, so true. So true. It doesn't just have to be riding in a mystery machine. We'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm it. Send us a tweet. Hashtag Rain and Jays or hashtag Rain and Junk if you want to talk about it. Last question from my man Michael Nye. Shout out to Michael Nye. Recently had surgery, messed up his knee, playing basketball. Hope you're doing all right, Michael. But new all-star format, who is the top 24 player that you would absolutely positively never pick for your team? Please be as petty as possible. I'll let you start, Sam. Oh, man. I'm looking at the last year's all-star roster. Oh, this is tough because you like you respect them all because they're good at basketball. But in terms of not wanting to play with them, well, let's like rule out people you want to play with. Like, you want to play with LeBron, you want to play with KD, Giannis. He would be fun time. Um, Kevin Love. Like, I got no love for Kevin Love. There's just would be no like, <laughs> what fun would be playing like? What, you're a guy who can rebound a bunch and outlet pass? Like, I'm not going to be – actually, the one thing I can do in basketball is kind of – Run the court. Run the best, is run the court. So maybe Kevin Love would – He should be your Kevin first Love pick. On, he should be my first pick. He'd give me <laughs> a hell of outlet passes. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, the type of person I hate playing pickup with is just, like, a ball-dominant guy who just is all about himself. And I realize right now I'm just kind of describing Kyrie Irving. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is a, this is a tough one. Maybe Russell Westbrook. He feels like Russell Westbrook is my choice. Automatic. I'm not playing with Russell Westbrook. My team would would be hilarious. It would be like all the guys no one wants to play an All Star game with. What about James Harden? Or no one wants to see in the All Star game. My my team would be like Mark Gasol, like Kevin Love. I'd have maybe John Wall, Paul Millsap. I'd have like all the like team oriented gritty dudes. I wouldn't have I any. Got it. I wouldn't have any of the stars. Let me shine, man. Let me shine. 
<laughs> I want to be the best player. I want to be the ball dominant guy who doesn't pass. Um, my pick, I just saw this name. It's so obvious. I don't know why I didn't see it earlier. DeMar DeRozan. I don't want to have a dude who's a ball dominant guy just uh, just dominate all the shots, but not even have those shots be um, three-pointers. Just a bunch of long twos from DeMar DeRozan. Uh, he grew up in L.A., so uh, we're naturally rivals from the Celtics-Lakers stuff. Um, I've got nothing but bad things to say about DeMar DeRozan. I don't want to play with him. It's it, he's the, <laughs> Out of all these people, he's probably the worst person to play with. All right. DeMar DeRozan. I'm going with Westbrook, man. And Westbrook, he had an amazing season last year. He was, he was fantastic. Uh, I was going to say he deserved the MVP. I would have chosen Harden. But you can't really debate too much against Westbrook. Like, the guy was just a monster. The Thunder would not have been anything without him. That being said, I don't want to play with the damn dude. (laughs) I don't know how Paul George and Carmelo Anthony are going to play with him either. Like, I I just don't see that working. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll be better than I think. Maybe Westbrook is just so unbelievable doesn't matter like when he was with Kevin Durant they almost knocked off the Warriors but Westbrook he's his playing style he's just not my guy just not my guy so I'm, I'm playing that's fair I'm playing with like Marcus All and Draymond Green and you're just playing guys out. with like who love to set picks and just like roll real hard to the basket yeah give me three balls man get me three balls that's fair I like that before this episode, we and you were talking about like, oh, we don't might not have enough questions. And now we've been podcasting for damn near 45 minutes. This is impressive. We're just we're just legends. We're, we're good at this. We're just good <laughs> at talking. I, I think I hope the people recognize that before we reach an hour, we should probably wrap this thing up. If you guys do not subscribe to us, but want to subscribe to us, search for Locked on Celtics wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating. We thrive on five-star ratings. Those are actually really important to help us in the rankings, to help us talk to advertisers, everything like that. So please go do that. And we're back to Monday through Friday shows. Monday through Friday, we're here. We're the only Daily Celtics podcast, the best Daily Celtics podcast, the best Celtics podcast, period. And God damn it, we're good at talking. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Locked On Celtics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, Jay King and John Corrales, Locked On Celtics.